This is the Marlology Podcast. Marlowe County, Ohio is my home. With your hosts, Mike and Joey. Hey, Mike. Joey, this is episode number... 20. 20. Awesome. Yes, episode 20. Really excited. It's kind of just chugging along here. We're making some some podcasts and things are going pretty well. I think so. I think so. Not going to lie to everybody. Last week, I forgot to post the episode since Monday was the holiday. So when you go to open this, you're going to find out there are two episodes. Oh. Yeah. So the July 4th one, I forgot to post. Totally forgot. My apologies. Um, But hey, you're going to get two this week as a bonus. Two for the price of one. Yeah. So Mike wanted to share the open house and movie night at the firehouse. Does that not sound like a cool, like to watch a movie at the firehouse? That does. That does. I hope it's something good. So let's see here. Um, They're hosting an open house and movie night at the firehouse in Mount Gilead. Um, Oh, this is an an invitation for you to come meet and greet some of our firefighters. Also, this is an opportunity for you to see the equipment that we use and tour the building. At dusk, we will also have a movie for the kids to watch behind the firehouse. We will provide popcorn and water. If you are planning on attending the movie, please bring a lawn chair or a blanket with you. doesn't say what movie it is, um, but it looks like a good time. So, again, that's the um, open house and movie night at the firehouse here in Mount Gilead. That's one municipal drive, Mount Gilead, Ohio. And it is on Friday, July 23rd, and it starts at 7 p.m. You can find that on the Mount Gilead Fire Department page. And, you know, Mike, we've we've said early on that we were only gonna we weren't gonna talk politics, but we were gonna share some things that were gonna be on the local ballots and things like that. Sure. So this, what August third, I think, or August seventh, one of the two. Um, there will be on the ballot. It's a special election, um, and it's just for those who are in the Mount Gilead Village that will get to vote. And um, the need right now is basically uh, an income, and it's a 0.25% levy increase um, in the elections on August 3rd. And it really looks like it's going to be to replace some equipment. Um, I was surprised to see this. So... Uh, thank you to the Murray County Sentinel, Anthony Conchal. Um, your article here that I'm reading, it uh, actually says, and this is a quote uh, from, I believe, um, Fire Chief Swank. Mm-hmm. It says, my, uh, my average wage right now is 11.88 an hour across the board. It's hard on the part-time side for recruitment and retention. We're about a dollar an hour short of everyone else surrounding communities and departments. I think that's kind of interesting. I totally was not expecting that to be the salary. That is interesting, but I thought we were a volunteer fire department. So a while back, they did switch that to make it part-time. Oh, okay, okay. Um, You know, and I think it's in this story, or maybe it was in the article I was reading on Facebook that the fire department put out, is a lot of their guys used to work at HPM. And HPM allowed them to leave and go do fire runs. Right. 
well, that's not an option anymore. And so most of them don't work locally. And so they had to make that change, which I didn't even know about or think about. So okay. um, I know they've gotten lots of grants and stuff. And I'm trying to find that, that link um, back on the uh, fire department page because they actually talked about some of the equipment. Uh, yeah, right here. So right here, they're talking about um, they're asking for help here with the levy. And the reason is, is they need to replace aging equipment. And, you know, each piece of equipment has a service life. For example, this post here says, um, fire engine is recommended to only be in service for 20 years. Here's the listing of Mount Gilead's fire apparatus, a manufactured year, approximate cost to replace with the fire, within the fire department. Okay. Engine 10, purchased in 2005, estimated cost, guess how much it would be to replace engine 10. Oh, I'm sure it's over 150000 600000 Oh, wow. Rescue uh, slash engine 11, purchased in 2008. Guess how much that one is? Uh, 200000 I don't know. 700000 Wow. Brush truck 12, purchased in uh, 2018. So that's the new brush truck. And I, I know you've seen that yeah, around. Yeah, I've seen it. Guess how much that is? To replace. Oh my! Um, five. Uh, I don't know. Uh, five hundred thousand. One hundred fifty thousand. Okay. One hundred fifty thousand. Engine thirteen is a nineteen ninety six model. Six hundred thousand. Tanker fourteen is a nineteen ninety purchase. It's four hundred thousand. Utility seventeen is a twenty twenty purchase. That was thirty five thousand. Uh, Tower eighteen nineteen eighty six was the purchase year. It's a year younger than I am. Guess how much it is to replace Tower 18? Well, something like that. I mean, that's got to be like well over 500000 I don't know. You're correct. It's more than double that. It is oh. estimated $1.3 million. No way. To replace that. Well, yes. I do know that when we call the fire department, we want them to have reliable equipment. Yeah. And, you know, uh, what's interesting here is... Uh, um, the Mount Gilead Fire Department, so they don't only serve Mount Gilead. Right. Um, Mount Gilead also goes out and serves the freeway. So, you know, um, the f local village fire departments, such as Mount Gilead, Cardington, Iberia, they also go out into the townships. Okay. And service townships. Mm -hmm. So Mount Gilead has townships that they service in addition to, and the thing is, is those township trustees also pay them so much to help, you know, to provide that fire coverage. To their, um, to their department. So the reason we're telling you guys this is that there is um, lots of things here to discuss. Um, they're going to replace Tanker 14, which was a 1990 purchase. Um, they're, it's scheduled to be replaced in early 2022. Uh, the new truck um, was made possible with the assistance from the firefighters grant. This truck is going to cost Mount Gilead residents about $32,000. And the total cost of it is going to be $391,000. Oh, my. Just for that one. Um, so if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can feel free to contact Chief Swank at 419-946-2551 or email him at CSWANK, that's C Swank, at MGFD.net. 
And again, that's the spe special election being held on August 3rd as it goes forward to um, basically pay for new equipment, update equipment, and such. If you have any, um, if you have any questions or comments or you want to learn more about this, go to the Mount Gilead Fire Department page on Facebook, and they've got a listing of a whole bunch of things here that you can go through. And it's educational, but i got to tell you, Mike, I had no idea. Well, and most of the public much. doesn't. That's, that's why we're doing this today, to make people aware of, of uh, what's at stake here at this, uh, during this election. Now, Mike, I'm not telling anybody listening, you need to go vote for this. What, what it's I not think our place. It's our place just to put sharing, the facts out there. We're sharing it, yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, they have put out this 0.25% income tax on the levy or tax levy on the ballot, I mean, for August 3rd. Um, they are going to use some of it for wages and replacement of, you know, the apparatus that we talked about earlier, as well as some capital improvements. So probably something they want to add to the building or remodel to the building. I know one thing said, um, the equipment's getting wider. Mm -hmm. And so... Kind of like it, me. <laughs> well, as things get older, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, as the, the trucks are getting wider, as they re start replacing them, they said they're getting tighter and tighter and tighter to fit sure. into the bay. It's understandable. So I, you know, that would be very difficult because that fire department's kind of wedged in between a couple buildings there. So I could see a need there. Um, again, that's August 3rd for the um, special election in Mount Gilead. All right, Mike. So what's uh, let me uh, let me ask you this about that levy. Now, will that be an income tax or property tax? It's income tax. Income tax. Okay, so, I wasn't sure. Yeah, from what I read, it looks like anybody who um, comes in and pays um, income tax. So if you live here, work here, you pay it. If you work here, you pay it. So it's not all just on the property owners, which I think is is kind of fair if you look at it. Well, people like me that rent, if it was on you know property taxes. I wouldn't be paying any taxes on it. So no, it's, but you it's get only to fair. vote for it. Exactly. It's only fair that it be on sales tax. Income. Income tax, I'm sorry. Yeah. So it would be from your, your paycheck, from you working here <clears throat> and filing your taxes you would owe. So, I mean, it's a 0.25%. I don't know exactly what numbers that works out to, you know, but you could really look at, you know, I guess take your annual salary and add 0.25% on or something like that. And that might be what it equals out to be. Can't be too much, um, but in the long run, you know, when it's several people, uh, you know, a couple thousand people, maybe it, it will add to it. So, um, what else is going on, Mike? Anything this week happened to you? Oh, uh, nothing exciting. I, I'd like to um, maybe give a little, um, a little um, dedication here today to. Uh, friend of mine, Terry Cole, he was in this uh, community for quite a few years, uh, was on WMRN radio for several years, and a lot of you know him as a bus driver for the uh, Morrow County Transit, and uh, he passed away this past weekend with uh, complications from COVID, and a uh, good friend of mine. Yep, uh, thoughts and prayers go out to the Cole family and their loss. So... Um why don't you share, do you have a funny story you'd like to share about Terry? <laughs> kind of putting you on the spot here. You are putting me on the spot. Uh, uh, some things he shared, I, I can't share on the radio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he always had worse puns than uh, 
than uh, some folks we know associated with the Morrow Little Theater. Um. <laughs> I'm not sure that's possible because you have some pretty bad puns. Oh, yes, but uh, he was a funny man. We, um, uh, he loved his family. Uh, his wife, uh, Sue, still lives here in, in Mount Gilead, and uh, uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to you, Sue, and, and the rest of the family. This week's Morrow County Flashback brought to you by the Morrow County Historical Society. Mike, this week, your history flashback is... We're going to be talking about a village that never was. A village that never was. And the information I'm reading today comes from a um, um, booklet put together by Charles Mosier called Lest We Forget. And this particular story does not have an author's name on it, so I'm just going to read this it is, and um, uh, here we go. All right. The Village That Never Was. Dreams of founding a new city in the wilderness were not uncommon, and many of those dreams came true. But for some would-be entrepreneurs, it was only a dream. Filing a plat does not a village make. It takes an eye for a good site and salesmanship to sell lots. The first village to be platted in what would become Morrow County was Friendsboro, Laid out in section 14 of Gilead Township, which was then known as Morvan, where it crosses Boundary Road. The plat map shows three lots of land, an ambitious project. Colonel James Kilborn of Worthington laid it out for Asa Mosier, mostly on his land. He was a man of considerable means and a Quaker. He chose to call it Friendsboro, suggesting that he wished this early village to have the stamp of the Society of Friends or Quakers on it, a place where evils such as drinking, dancing, card playing, and loose talk would be shunned. The Mosier family had settled in the wilderness of Delaware County in 1818 after Asa and his son Obadiah explored it in 1816. They came from Washington County, New York, and coming with them, were there the families of Jonathan Wood and Peleg Rogers. They were also Quakers seeking to escape influences that could corrupt their families' morals and practices. Asa Mosher guarded against any encroachment of the worldliness that increased uh, during and after the War of 1812. Such accounts were handed down through several generations of the family and confirmed recently in a letter from a local historian in Washington County, New York. When John Roy sought to buy a lot on which to erect a store, Asa refused to sell it and gave us the reason that if the village failed, he didn't want his land cut up. But family stories suggest there was something in John Roy that Mosier did not approve and they mutually agreed that a different location would be better for both parties. The historians in the 1880 Morrow County history laid the cause of Friendship Burroughs' demise to Mosier's failure to sell land to John Roy for a store. Roy went to Whetstone, later known as Mount Gilead, and set up a store that became the nucleus of the town. The 1880 historian misunderstood Asia Mosier's reluctance to sell to Roy when he writes, a little later, however, Mosier overcame his scruples as far as to sell a lot to John Shaw on which he built a cabinet shop. The building was erected on the bank of the stream 
with the expectation of running the machinery by water power. But the creek proved insufficient for the purpose, and the land reverted to the original owner. When the historian wrote that Mosier overcame his scruples, he failed to take note of the fact that John Shaw was Aza's close friend, and they held similar religious and moral views. Selling to him was a matter of trust and moral and spiritual kinship. Aza Mosier's refusal, refusal to sell lots in friendships in Friendsboro to John Roy promoted the growth of Cardington and Whetstone. It only survives on a paper map and in the pages of history books. Friendship Borough was not the only platted village that never was. Others that never developed were Pate Town or Tyron in Westfield Township, Aaronsburg in South Bloomfield Township, and two in Franklin Township, Florida Grove and Jamestown. So there were dreams of different towns popping up throughout Morrow County that just never happened. Huh. Well, that's interesting. So, Mike, um, this isn't local history, but do you know what famous duel happened today, years uh, ago? I am going to guess Aaron Burr and that other dude. It is Aaron Burr and Alexander Ale Hamilton. Yes, Alexander Hamilton, who yeah. became president, yes. Yeah, um, that was a long time ago. Um, I was just looking um, while you were yeah, sharing that's that interesting. there. Um, fa some famous literature, literature today came out. 1960, uh, Nellie Harper Lee mm -hmm. published... Um, 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 I should I should know the name of that book, but I can't think of it. <laughs> to Kill a Mockingbird. Oh yeah, To Kill yeah. a Mockingbird. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I came out in that year too, so you know. Uh, let's see here. I'm just looking back at some of the old um, things. Uh, first Quaker colonists land at Boston, uh, 1656. They were just feeling their oats. Uh, <laughs> oh, here's one that uh, could have prevented a lot of death had this um, gone through. Hitler, in 1944, was paid a visit by his would-be assassin. Ooh. Um, interesting um, read there. If you go to history.com slash um, this day in history, it tells you all kinds of fun things. Um, Babe Ruth made his MLB, MLB debut. This day in 1914. Oh, wow. Okay. John Quincy Adams was born on July 11th, 1767. Um, son of the second U.S. president. Um, and then later became, became president. president himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see here. Just a couple fun things, I think. Um, there was one other one I wanted to share real quick, but I don't, can't find it. So just some more fun things in history. Yeah, and about uh, uh, Babe Ruth, you, you're familiar with the uh, Baby Ruth candy bar. It was not named after Babe Ruth. Did you know that? I had heard that, but I, I mean... Um, oh, the president. It was named after the president, a president's daughter by the name of Ruth, but I cannot remember which president it was. <laughs> I'm trying to think who might have been president around that time. I don't know. I, I like the candy bars. I know that. They, they, uh, yeah, it's been a long time since I've had one, but 
uh, no, they they're very good. And I've also heard you know fun things you can do with the baby Ruth, like put and them in the public pool, <laughs> yeah. and people think that somebody's made a mess. Yes, I know. Yeah, so I've heard of that. Um, all right, so that I think is going to conclude today's um, today's historical flashback. If you can come up with the name of the presidential daughter that the Baby Ruth Bar was named after, feel free to email us. Not at, the daughter, but the president. Yeah, sorry, did I switch that yes, around? You did. Yeah, the president's daughter that the candy bar was named after. Uh, send us an email at morrowology at gmail.com or message us on Facebook. If you would like to contact the Morrow County Historical Society, you can contact us at morrowcohs at gmail.com. That is morrow, M-O-R-R-O-C-O-H-S at gmail.com. Or you can write us at 17 West High Street, Mount Gilead, 43338. Or you can also contact the Morrow County Historical Society on our Facebook page. <laughs>